Now we are continuing our series, Blessed to Bless, Blessed to Bless. We began this series several weeks ago, and I shared with you at the beginning of this series, based on Genesis 1, that we see God's heart demonstrated from the beginning. From the beginning, God desired to bless mankind. In fact, He did so when He pronounced blessing, or He, he conferred blessing on Adam and Eve. And then He commanded them to be fruitful and multiply. But we know that the only reason they were able to fulfill that was because He had already conferred His blessing upon them. And I want you to know that whatever God assigns you to do and calls you to do, it is with the backing and support of His blessing. His blessing will empower you to fulfill whatever He's commanded you to do. Now, so we, and then we looked at 2 Kings 2 a couple of weeks ago, and we saw that there was a man by the name of Elisha who desired a double portion blessing. And the Bible tells us that he desired this blessing, that he asked for it from Elijah. And we noted in that message that in order for us to experience the double portion, it begins with making a decisive decision. And I shared with you in that message that there are basically three D's connected to double portion. Decision, determination, and then demonstration. Today we're going to focus on the second D, which is determination. Did you know that before there were text messages, messenger, and email, there was snail mail? In a book on illustrations written by Chuck Swindoll, he shares the following. I read about a young man who was determined to win the affection of a lady who refused to even talk to him anymore. He decided that the way to her heart was through the mail. So he began writing her love letters. He wrote a love letter every day to this lady. Six, seven times a, a week. She got a love letter from him. When she didn't respond, he increased his output to three notes every 24 hours. In all, he wrote her more than 700 letters. And she ended up marrying the postman. <laughs> I love the words that were uttered by George Lorimore. George Lorimore stated, You've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to bed with satisfaction. You've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to bed with satisfaction. Johnny Fulton was run over by a car at the age of three. He suffered crushed ribs, hips rather, broken ribs and a fractured skull and compound fractures in his legs. It did not look as if he would live, but he would not give up. In fact, he later ran the half mile in less than two minutes. Walt Davis was paralyzed by polio when he was nine years old, but he did not give up. He became the Olympic high jump champion in 1952. Cheryl Mann was paralyzed 
by polio when she was five years old. But she would not give up. She eventually claimed eight different swimming records for the United States and won a gold medal at the 1956 Olympics in Melbourne, Australia. In 1938, a, ne- a gentleman by the name of Caroli, a member of Hungary's world champion pistol shooting team and sergeant in the army, lost his right hand when a grenade that he was holding exploded. But Caroli did not give up. He learned to shoot left-handed, and he won gold medals in 1948 and 1952 Olympics. Lou Gehrig was such a clumsy ball player that boys in his neighborhood would not let him play on their team. But he was committed. He did not give up. Eventually, his name was entered in baseball's Hall of Fame. Woodrow Wilson could not read until he was 10 years of age, but he was a committed person. He became the 28th president in the United States of America. What are you saying, Pastor? When desire is present, distance doesn't matter. When desire is present, distance doesn't matter. When you have in your heart a desire that God has planted there, you will have the ability to see your dream, your desire fulfilled. Because when desire is present, distance doesn't matter. And something I've learned in life is, it's determination that will fuel your desire so you can go the distance. It's determination that will fuel your desire so that you can go the distance. Now let's look once again at 2 Kings chapter 2, beginning with verse 1 down to verse 14. This is that portion of Scripture we looked at a few weeks ago in which Elisha is requesting a double portion of the anointing. It says, And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. 
But he said, as the Lord lives and your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And fifty of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and he struck the water, and it was divided this way and that. So the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I may do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into two pieces. He also took on the mantle of Elisha that had fallen from him and he went back and he stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he struck the water and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that and Elisha crossed over. I shared with you a few weeks ago, the process towards double portion involves decision and determination. And I shared with you that the purpose of double portion is demonstration. As we look into this passage, I want you to notice the places, the people, and the portion. We begin with the places. The Bible tells us that on their journey, Elisha and Elijah, they stopped at Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, and the Jordan River. Now, let's break it down. Gilgal was the place of beginning. Gilgal was the place of beginning. For it was the first campsite in the promised land when the children of Israel crossed over the Jordan River, according to Deuteronomy 1130. Church, we should remember the places of beginning. I ask you, do you remember when, when you first met the Lord? Do you remember that place where you had an encounter, an encounter, a personal encounter with the Lord? Do you remember that moment in your history when you called on the Lord and He reached out? to you and he delivered you and he saved your soul we need to remember that place of beginning we need to remember that place where the Lord took away our reproach in fact the word Gilgal it means to roll away and the Lord said the reason why they were called to call it roll away it was because after they had crossed the Jordan before they would take the down Jericho they were told there at Gilgal to take flint knives and circumcised the male, the males that had been in the wilderness, because these males had not been circumcised in their wilderness wanderings. And the Lord used that as a typology of what happens when we come to faith in Jesus. When we come to faith in Jesus, what we were, our old habits, our old life, it's cut off, it's cut away, it's removed. God removes the reproach connected to our bondage. And I'm saying to us today, whenever you and I 
find ourselves in a journey needing a fresh renewal in our lives, it would do us good to revisit our Gilgal. Because when we revisit that moment in our history when God changed our destiny because we called upon Him, then we have authority to defeat the lies of the devil when He causes us to question our identity. I want you to know, I know my Gilgal. I know that there was a time in my history when I was in sin and bondage, but I called upon the Lord and He heard my cry and He delivered me. Do you have a Gilgal in your life? Then you have a reason to believe that you have a future in God because He's changed your history and your destiny. We ought never to get over that place where we first came to know the Jesus Christ as our Savior. Now, although Elijah tried to go to Bethel without Elisha, the young man refused. He knew these were Elijah's last days and he was determined to stay close. Elijah wanted that too. Then we move on. Bethel. What was it? Bethel was the place of returning. Bethel was the place of returning. You see, Jacob had met God at Bethel and had called the place the house of God. That's what Bethel means, house of God. Down through the years of Jacob's life, God repeatedly called Jacob back to Bethel. Bethel reminds us of the importance to keep returning to the Lord daily. It's the place where you are in the Word, praying and walking with the Lord. You see, all of us in our journey, we are going to face conflict. We are going to face trouble. But thank God for Bethel. Thank God for the house of God. You see, I've learned in my journey that in order to advance, I've got to learn to retreat. What do you mean? you got to retreat to advance. Where do you retreat to? I don't run from the devil. I run to the Lord. I get back into His presence in those moments of challenge and conflict and combat because I know that it is in His presence that I experience the infusion of His might in my spirit. I'm renewed. I'm refueled. And then I am recalibrated so that I can go back into the battlefield and look the devil eyeball to eyeball and remind him, greater is he that is in me than you that is in the world. Bethel, the house of God. And then they walked to Jericho. Jericho was the place of overcoming. God gave the children of Israel a great victory at Jericho. And they learned how obedience to God's Word could bring victory. You know Jericho. It's where they marched one day. One one time around each day for six days. One time around the wall. They marched each day for six days. But on the seventh day, they marched around the wall mm, seven times. And then the Lord said, you shout when I I tell you to shout. What does that represent? That even when we don't understand the process, we continue in the process. Even when we don't understand God's ways, because they are higher than our ways, we obey Him nonetheless, because we know this, that obedience is the key to the miraculous. I want you to look both in Old and New Testament. When people wanted a miracle, God didn't wave a magic wand and zap them. No, many times 
sometimes he would require of them to do something, do what they could do before he showed up to do what only he can do. I'm here to tell you sometimes God's going to tell you to do something that only you can do. And you're going to wonder what, what difference will this make in the light of the insurmountable obstacle that I'm confronting. The difference is that your obedience is saying to God, I don't understand, but I'm believing you nonetheless. I don't understand, but I'm going to obey you nonetheless. And I'm saying to you that it is the children of God who decide, even when I am clueless and don't understand where God's going with this, I'm going to go with God. Because if there's something I've learned, that when I go with God in the process, that's when His power shows up. Jericho is a place of overcoming. And then they proceeded to the Jordan River. The Jordan River was a place of entering. Entering. God had parted the Jordan River to let the children of Israel enter into the promised land. Joshua 3 tells us that when they came to the Jordan River, before going into the promised land, the river was at flood stage. But let me remind you of what I've stated before. Flood stage is God's stage. Flood stage is God's stage. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Ah, you see, they were they were told, you guys let the priests go before you, those that bear the Ark of the Covenant. And even though the Jordan River is at flood stage, as soon as the priests step into that horrendous river, step into with their feet, as soon as they are willing to get their feet wet in obedience to me. I will open it up and God did so. Let me remind you if there's no risk, there will be no reward. But when you've got a made up mind that says God, I don't understand this process how you can let me face this flood right now, you yet I'm going to obey you. You will discover that then God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And he not only opened it up for them, he opened it up as we saw in our text, both for Elijah and Elisha when they struck the Jordan River. Now we see the people, the people we see in both Bethel and Jericho. The sons of the prophets appeared. These were young men desiring to be prophets. It seems that Samuel established schools to train the sons of the prophets. They knew that Elijah was about to depart, but Elisha kept them silent for the sake of the sacred moment. You remember there in 2 Kings 2, 3 and 5, he told them, I know, yes I know, but keep silent. Now watch this. The sons of the prophets were content with being spectators of the process without becoming participants in the process. Let me keep breaking it down. They watched from a distance while Elisha walked with Elijah the whole distance. They represent people who are content with watching others get blessed without getting 
the blessing for themselves. Some of you complain. Why is it that I see sister or brother so-and-so go into the house of the Lord and leave blessed? Well, I end up leaving the same way I came in. Could it be because brother and sister so-and-so decided when I go into his house, I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'm going to go into his courts with praise. Could it be that because during praise and worship, they don't have folded arms, they have lifted hands unto the Lord. Could it be that they decide, I'm not going to watch the process, I'm going to engage in the process. Could it be because they decide... I'm not here to be a spectator. I'm here to be a participant. I want you to understand there's really not a difference between those that are blessed and those that are not, except that those that are blessed, you will always find they are participants in the process. Those that are blessed in spite of their pain are those that pray like the Bible tells them to pray. Those that are blessed in spite of their turmoil are those that have learned in His presence There is fullness of joy, and there is no trouble, there is no pain, there is no heartache that's going to keep me from returning to His presence. Watch this. Because of their lack of determination to participate in the process, they ended up stuck. They end up stuck in the land of Wuda. Coulda, shoulda. You don't participate. You ain't going to experience the blessing God has for you. These 50 prophets of Jericho. The Bible tells us they stood at a distance and watched. Wow. Elisha walked in the process With Elijah the whole way. I love what Pastor Rick Godwin stated. He stated, remember all those prophecies declare 2019 to be your year of victory or breakthrough and nothing changed? Breakthrough doesn't come because of a date on the calendar. It comes through obedience Discipline and consistency. Mm. This brings me to the third, the portion. Mm -hmm. The portion, watch this, the double portion was granted to the person who persisted in the process. Church persistence prevails when all else fails. I want you to know what I've discovered in my life is that successful people aren't always the smartest in the group. They aren't always the more talented in the group. Successful people, you would discover they are the most persistent in the group. They have a made up mind from the get, from the beginning of the process that no matter what it takes to get from here to there, I'm going to continue 
continue in the process until I get from here to there. You see, they have a persistence. Remember, you have these sons of the prophets that are content with watching the whole process unfold while Elisha says, I'm not going to be in the stands as a cheerleader. Put me in, coach, because I want to taste the, the I want to taste the victory that you have for your team. Is there anybody in this place today that you've got a made up mind that I'm not here to be a spectator. I'm not here to watch what God can do. I want to experience it for myself and be part of that process. Watch this. The portion, the double portion, was given to the person who was a committed participant in the process. Did you get it? There were possibly over a hundred sons of prophets. But there was only one son of a prophet who got the double portion. And that one was the one who decided... I'm going to go through the process with the one that has the anointing, with Elijah. I'm not going to leave him, no matter how many times he tells me to stay behind. No matter how many times he tells me, just stay here, let me go on, you stay here. No, I'm not in this journey to just say, I went a quarter of the way, or halfway, or three quarters of the way. I want to get to the finish line. Let me tell you something. you got to understand something about Pastor Angel. A few years ago, God delivered me from the sickness called give up itis. I have a, I have a character trait that's called stick to it You see, I won't give up. I've got a made-up mind. I don't care what trouble, trial, tribulation comes in the way. I'm going to get to the finish line. I may hamper. I may be hurt. I may be running at full speed. I may be jogging. I may be walking. I may be crawling. But this boy right here didn't start this race just to say I participated. I'm going to finish it so I can and get the prize. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 6, that 500, 500, saw the resurrected Jesus. But there were only 120 who experienced the outpouring of God's Spirit in the upper room, according to Acts 1.15. So you had 500 people that heard Jesus say, Go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. But only 120 took the trek to the upper room in Jerusalem and were willing to sit and wait on the Lord For ten days, until the Bible tells us in Acts 2, that suddenly, on that day when the day of Pentecost had fully come, suddenly, there was a sound like a rushing wind from heaven that came into that room and filled that room. And the Bible tells us that these 120 were seated. And as they're seated, it says that flames of fire sat upon each of them. Mm-hmm. 
that flame of fire represents the presence, the power of God, the portion that God has for every one of His children. God has a flame with your name, but you got to have a made-up mind like the 120. I don't care how long I've got to wait on the Lord. If He said it, I know He's going to do it. If He promised, I know He's going to come through. If He declared it, I know He's going to demonstrate it. The Bible tells us that out of the 500, only 120 received. 380 missed out of the portion that God had for them because they weren't willing to continue in the process. Ah! So, okay, boomer, some of you would say. What's the point? Only those determined to be participants in the process received their portion. Mm. Talk about determination. Can I borrow you? Talk about determination. No, I'm I'm not going to put on my sweaty head. No, 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 no. There was a young fellow who wanted to be a star journalist, but he lived in a small town. Not much possibility. One day, the dam upstream broke and the town was flooded. He got in a rowboat and he headed out to look for a story. He found a lady sitting on her rooftop. He tied up the boat and told her that he was after a story. As they're seated on the rooftop, they watch different items float by. Chicken coops floated by, so he rode on his notepad. Chicken coops floated by. Then bed mattresses begin to float by. Rode on his notepad. Bed mattresses float by. Then the woman on the roof says there's a story he said where there's a story he said where and it was then that finally a hat floated by them continuing until it then made a 180 and came back towards their way Floating by, and then it made another 180. And it continued for a while, and he said, Wow, that's a story. The woman says, No, that's not a story. That's my husband, Harvey. He said that he was going to mow the lawn, come hell or high water. That's the kind of determination that you and I got to have if we want the double portion. You got to have a made up mind that come hell or high water, I'm going to be working in the process that God has called me to because I know that in spite of hell and high water, he is going to fulfill what he has promised to do. Now, there was an explorer. A missionary 
to Africa by the name of David Livingstone. And this was back in the days when there weren't many roads in Africa. But God was working through David Livingston. And one day he got a, received a note, a letter. And in the letter, they told him, please let us know when there is a good road to where you are at. Because there are some men that are interested in joining you in your work. David Livingston replied by writing to them. He told them, if you have men who will only come if they know there is a good road, I don't want them. I want men who will come if there is no road at all. Do you want the double portion today? Then you will have to adopt the mindset of Bethany, Bethany Hamilton, who said, I don't need easy. I just need possible. And the Bible tells us that with God, all things are possible. And I'm saying to you today, God has a flame with your name. God has a portion set aside for you. God has a blessing, a sign for your life. But whatever the process is, you've got to have determination. You have to have the determination to be a participant. And I am, I'm determined to go to the places that I need to revisit in 2020 so that I don't miss my day of visitation. I've got to return to Gilgal, the place of separation, so that if there's something that I need to be taken away, to be rolled off that is hindering and hampering me, God can remove it from my life. I need to go back to Bethel. I need to go to the house of God on the regular so that there I can have an encounter with God that will strengthen me and enable me to overcome the challenges and the and the conflicts and the combat that I'm engaged in. I need to return to Jericho, the place of overcoming, that place in which I decide I'm going to obey God afresh. I'm going to do what He tells me to do, even, even, even when I don't understand the process. And I need to go to the river of Jordan, the place of entering, where I tell God, whatever you tell me to do, if there's a risk, I'm going to take it because I understand without a risk there can be no reward I'm saying to us today here at CWC Life that God has a double portion for every one of us and the psalmist put it this way he anoints my head with oil and my cup overflows God has a blessing for you of not just enough but more than enough overflowing but you've got to choose today that you are going to engage in the process you're going to be a participant in it. I'm not going to be like those 50 prophets who are watching from a distance. I'm not going to be a glorious cheerleader in the church. I'm going to put on my uniform. I'm going to get engaged. I'm going to get involved because victory is only tasted by those that are engaged and participating in the process. That's why the psalmist said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in him. I want that portion of day. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for instructing us of how we can experience.
the double portion that you have for our lives. God, I thank you for revealing that it takes participants. It takes a willingness to participate in the process. You have a flame with my name. That flame of your spirit that ignites and gives zeal. And it's only through your zeal that I can fulfill your will. You said it of the Messiah through the prophet Zechariah or Isaiah. You said, and the zeal of the Lord will accomplish it. You got a flame with my name. I need it. I need your zeal to fulfill your will, and I want it. Twenty twenty is full of promise, but there's a process to see the unfolding of the promise in your life. God's ready to empower your life so that you can exercise persistence regardless of the challenges that will present themselves in the midst of your proceeding in the process. God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. He wants to to give you your portion. Say, Pastor, I want 2020 to be my year of experiencing what God has promised my life. And I'm ready to receive the flame with my name. I want you to come right now to this altar if that's you. His presence is here right now. It's been at work. But who is ready to wait on the Lord? Who says, I'm going to be a participant? I'm not going to be a spectator, an observer. I'm going to be a participant. I want my flame that God has with my name. I want it. I need His fire. I need His zeal. I need His power. He's ready to give it to you. That's it. Come, come if that's you. Prayer warriors, come and join me. Let's lay hands right now. His presence is here. Thank you, Lord. I want it.